It's Politics Wednesday time with Megan Woods and Mark Mitchell who are with us. Morning, you two. Hey, good morning, morning Mike. Morning, you morning Megan. Uh, Megan, how was yesterday <laughs> in the hut? What, firstly, why were you in the hut and why weren't you using the parliament buildings? Well, actually, I wasn't in the hut. I had leave yesterday. Um, I, had, I had a um, funeral that I couldn't not attend in Christchurch. Um, often it is really useful for a caucus, for an away caucus, especially when it's not just a you know an hour-long caucus that you do your standard conversations to actually get away, be somewhere else and not have the distractions of the building around. I mean, all political parties do that from time to time, go off-site just okay. so they can you know be away from the day-to-day. So what do you do? You vote by proxy? Um, I, I'm, the word votes is my understanding, um, but I mean, yes, you do lodge a proxy if you're not going to be there, if there's a possibility of, of votes. So you didn't vote because there was no vote, so Chris stood up and said it's me and no one else said no, oh, it's not, not and that was the end of that? Mike, as I said, I wasn't there, so I can't tell you Haven't you got skinny? Didn't room. you ring somebody for the word? <laughs> Get on the phone to Ginny um, Anderson or something and go, what happened? Ginny, give us the word. Um, no, I think it was reasonably clear that Chris was going to continue to be our leader um, and that, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to discuss. But um, unfortunately, from time to time, um, that politicians are also uh, people that have things happening in their lives that they also need to prioritise. Yeah, no, fair enough. Now, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you some slack because you're a, an electorate MP. But if you heard the interview with Chris Hipkins, he admitted to us on the programme this morning, essentially, you guys are doing nothing. Um, I did hear the interview with Chris, and I think, um, and I listened very carefully to the interview with Chris. I think what he was talking about was the business of government. There's not really anything we can do. Chris is also an electorate MP, um, so that so there's the work that um, that will continue to be doing. Because of course, you know, for the for the hundred MPs that aren't um, members of the executive or members of cabinet, that is their job to be to be MPs. Um, so there's still plenty of work for us to be doing. What, can you still do you know the rules around? Because I read Graham Edgler's thing out and I've thrown it away, but 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 there's a problem brewing with writ day time and ministers post 28 days of the thing isn't sorted out this week. What happens, do you know? Yeah, I don't know, Mike. I've been following that story as well because I think it's a really, um, obviously, not only interesting but important uh, point that is obviously going to need to be cleared up. But I guess Mark might be able to shed some light on telling us whether or not we will have a government this week because I guess bulls in the court. My, my fear is, Mark, you will not be able to. No, that's right. I mean, I was enjoying the guys' chat. Uh, Megan, you were always my pick for leadership, so I was a bit disappointed about that. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but look, I think that um, the technicalities around it will just have to be addressed by the people and uh, you know, that know how to deal with that. Yeah. Well, do you worry that? See, the problem here is, Mark, is is I, I, this doesn't feel good to me. It's not got a good vibe to it. Well, I just think that um, no, no. I, I think that listen. Chris is working as hard as he can. He's, he stated publicly he's going to pull together a strong um, national-led government. That yeah, but that's that your problem now. He said that about 312 times, and, it, and it's wearing a bit thin. I'm kind of looking for some progress here, and yeah, I don't but, know yeah. that we're getting any. Yes, but he has said that he's not going to do the negotiations for the media, and I think that was the right thing to do, and it does take time. There are three parties involved. You want to get it right the first time, and he's going to make sure that that happens so that when that government comes together, we can start immediately rolling out our, um, yeah. our policies, which we're all excited about. And so when Peters goes, we might be able to get it done in a couple of weeks, quote-unquote. Does that concern you? Well, no, I'm not going to speak to what either of the other two leaders are saying. Uh, we're supporting our leader and, and him moving forward with the negotiations, and he is doing that, and I know that he's going to deliver 
a strong national government for us, and then we'll start be able to roll out our policies. Keep going. He ain't going to APEC, though, is he? Uh, look, I don't know. That remains to be seen. Would you be surprised? I mean, how many times are we going to have to... My concern isn't having him on the program. Yeah. He's just going to go, oh, what I want is good, strong, stable government. And next week, I want good, strong, stable government. I mean, doing this yeah. in a vacuum and having nothing to say and the time, the time's going to kill you, isn't it? Because people are going to start asking the sort of questions I'm asking, which is what the hell is going on? Yeah, but he's just going to have to keep saying that while the negotiations are going on, he's dealing with two other parties and he's going to make sure, and he has stated publicly, that when the agreement is finalised and put together, he will be leading a strong, stable national government for the next three years because there's a lot that we have to do in this country and a lot to get delivered. So if he's taking a bit of time on the front end to get that lined up, I think that's the right thing to do. Electoral Commission, Megan, are you worried about the way they've performed? Uh, look, I think that it's going to be a really important inquiry that the Select Committee does into the election. I think that that happens after every election. So I think there's very specific questions that will have to be asked after this election. I mean, things like running out of um, ballot papers at some voting booths. I think that's something that will have to be looked at incredibly carefully. That's just not what we expect of New Zealand elections. It's what we expect to watch about elections in other countries yeah. on the TV, not to happen here in our country. Um, we've had the data entry um, things that have come out overnight um, that I think people need to know by the kind of close of play today that that's all been squared away. I mean some of the electoral races we have are incredibly tight you know you know, in some yeah, Penny's four, four votes given yeah. what I've heard from the Electoral Commission I don't trust four, could be 40, could be 400 and, and that is the problem. I mean, one of the things we've had in New Zealand is that people do trust the outcome of elections, and I think that's incredibly important. So I think that they need to make sure that they've got that squared away by this evening uh, because we have got some incredibly tight races right. around the country where there are, you know, less than a handful of votes. Um, that, are, that are determining the outcome of those seats. And um, not only the, the people that it affects in terms of their jobs, but the public at large need to know they can have confidence in those outcomes. Yeah, couldn't agree more. What do you think, Mark, on the Commission? On the Commission? Mm. Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I think that... Um, so they come in front of the Justice Select Committee. I think that uh, there's been definitely, without a doubt, we can all see now that mistakes and errors made. Um, I, me, personally, I think there's a bit of loss, loss, loss of focus um, with the year leading up. To the election, there are a whole lot of other things being debated. Um, and uh, and so, you know, that review is going to be very important through the Justice Select Committee to make sure it doesn't happen again. Have they let us down? Well, I think when you're going back and having to do a recount three weeks after um, the election, then it's pretty clear um, there's been some mistakes made. Chloe Swarbrick, Megan, is she allowed to say what she said? Look, I I, th I think allowed and should she are probably two different questions. And should she is a question for the Greens. I mean, of course she's allowed to um, in terms of free speech. I personally um, think that um, that I. I don't think it's particularly useful for us to be resorting to kind of slogans. I think there's some incredibly important things in terms of what's happening um, and what that protest was about. I mean, we're seeing kind of um, developments this morning with the encircling of Gaza with four hours for people to get out. I think it's absolutely imperative that everyone's acting in accordance with international law, but more important than that, demonstrating basic humanity. We need to make sure 
the aid, food, water, fuel, all those things can get in. The corridors are open, the Rafah crossing is open. So I think there's some incredibly important things. I also think this is a really difficult time uh, for both our Israeli and Muslim communities, um, not only internationally, but here in New Zealand as well. What about Willie Jack? Yeah, Mark. I I just want to say that, you know, at the moment, many in our Jewish community here in New Zealand are feeling frightened and stressed, um, and that relates to not just threats of violence here, but around the world at the moment, growing anti-Semitism. You know, in New Zealand, every citizen, regardless of your race or your religious belief, has a right to feel safe. And it is totally inappropriate for a member of our parliament to use language at a public rally that is extremely offensive to a lot of Jewish people, and in the UK, by the way, a Labour MP that was suspended for using Andy that phrase. Yeah, many Israelis consider the use of the term is basically calling for the abolition of Israel and possibly the annihilation of the Jewish people. Hamas is a terrorist organisation that killed and tortured 1,400 civilians on the 7th of October. And then they've taken a further well, hundreds of uh, people hostage. The Israelis have every right to respond. They need to hold Hamas to account. And they've got every right to go in there and try and free their hostages. Now, in saying that, I want to see aid delivered and getting into the Palestinian people because they're caught up in a conflict that was started by Hamas on the 7th of October. Me, personally, I would love to be up there and assisting and helping get aid uh, across the border to the people that need it. I was asked to do that. Um, at the moment, I can't because we're waiting for... Um, you know, a government could be formed at any time. Really? But, um, well, you, I reckon you've got at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, that you, you know, maybe that's the case, but we'll just wait and see. But look, the reality of this is this, is that um, it, was the, it was the attack perpetrated by Hamas terrorists on the 7th of October that has put us in the position that we're in now in terms of the Palestinian people being caught up in a conflict between Hamas and Israel. Good to see um, you. And I, sorry. Go, finish it off. No, no, I just think that it's totally responsible for a member of our parliament to be standing up and using... But you should apologise. Oh, absolutely. All right, nice to talk to you both. You have a good week and we'll catch up next week. Maybe we have a government, maybe we don't. Megan Mitchell. Uh, Megan, me, me, Megan Woods and Mark Mitchell. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.